Ethan, I am interested. What are you doing your PhD work in? I'm uh, top, really top shop. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I, I'm so I'm really interested in political, uh, political and public theologies. Um, and so I'm, I'm at UVA. Um, UVA's, I don't know how much you know about it, but UVA has a huge religious studies program. Uh, and, and they've got uh, a concentration in Christian theological perspectives with a lot of really cool um, folks there. Chuck Matthews is there. Like, so I don't know if you've read any Charles Matthews at Perkins or at Boston. Um, uh, there's a, a really cool theological ethicist named Nicole Flores, who, who mm -hmm. you know, who I think is really awesome. And, and Larry Bouchard does really cool work in like Tillich and, and the intersection of religion and literature and stuff like that. And then just some other cool folks. Paul Jones is a, a Bartian who, who works with Bart and queer theory and liberation theology. It's really cool. I love it. And, uh, and so I'm really interested in kind of political and public theology broadly. Um, I really like, uh, and patristics and Wesleyan theologies. And what I really want to study is demonology. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in powers and principalities and, um, and, and things like that kind of in, in the public sphere. So, so stuff that folks have done. Yeah, like William Stringfellow and Wink and some different folks like that. Um, but what I really want to do is I want to kind of take all of that and work with um, uh, um, patristic spiritualities of the passions and and uh, Evagrius Ponticus, who's a fourth century Christian mm -hmm. monk. Um, the way in which he sort of describes uh, uh, passions in the human being really stand out to me as being um, uh, like very political and very kind of economic. Not, not that he had that in mind, but like he sort of describes, so there's this really interesting passage in his work where he, where he talks about, this is sort of what sets it off for me, where he, where he talks about, uh, you know, when the, demon of gluttony comes upon the monk it assaults the monk's mind with images of scarcity mm. you know it it, mm. it 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 deceives the monk into thinking that his loved ones are 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 suffering you know and it's all this deception image language for all of them for for all of the the demons of the passions and so like the question that really comes to my mind is, is like, okay, well, you know, where are the demons now? And, and what, what are the ways in which, um, uh, uh, you know, like the powers, you know, who we might, we might call demons, um, do those exact things, right? Like, um, um, deceive us, scare us, assault us with, with real tangible images of fake things. And so those are those are some of the that that's kind of like the project that I'm, I'm I've been thinking. Of. I'm only in my first semester, so it's you know it's a long way, but that's those are some of my thinkings. So. Congratulations! That's so much more articulate than I was my first semester. Oh, dude. I got in. Engaged. I got in uh, on on a, a statement of purpose that uh, I wanted to write a process metaphysic of the Eucharist, not not wow. just a process theology, but like actually attack 
the substance question, right? Mm. That, I mean, to answer your earlier question even more precisely, I do agree deeply with process metaphysics argument that substance does not exist. One second. Sure. That there's no, th no such thing. Um, so that's a problem for the transubstantiation consubstantiation argument. Hello. Hi, Adria. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, that's not at all what I ended up doing as you know. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Second. And not to make you a process theologian, but <laughs> you, you mentioned Catherine Keller. Have you read this? It's on my list. I, I'd, I'd like to give it a read. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. She mm. attacks Schmidt left and right, um, mm. which is, you know, always good. Always good. Because um, he, he's a Nazi. He's a <laughs> Nazi. Yep. Um, so it's fantastic. It may also help you thinking through like some of these powers questions. Mm -hmm. um, and then Marjorie Suhaki, who's a, I, a process theologian, mm -hmm. Fall to Violence. Mm -hmm. I've uh, read that. I've read that. Right. So that you're talking about demons and stuff. Like if I was if i was that process like i that that kid in an mdiv program who just read process and is now super excited joe um <laughs> i would be really uneasy with everything you just said ethan but then mm -hmm. i read marjorie suhaki and realized oh no 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 demons are real the demonic is a is a oh, super yeah. like active category that has to be something condemned and all mm -hmm. of a sudden like jesus casting legion into pigs this ain't a metaphor for like mental illness. One, that's mm -hmm. ableist as hell. Two, mm -hmm. like, no, no, we mean like Rome. Mm -hmm. You the devil, to quote Bobby Boucher's mama, you the devil, get in the pig and run over the cliff. Like mm -hmm. Marjorie Suhaki and Catherine Keller gave me the like metaphysics and the language philosophically. Sure. To recognize like the value of those spiritual insights of the fathers and the mothers um, and, and of the, the scripture writers too. Well, and I, so I'm glad you brought up fall to violence. So we, we read fall to violence. I read fall to violence in seminary in a class on um, uh, like peace and, and violence and sin. And it, it was yeah. an interesting Frankenstein of a class. And, uh, and I hated it because <laughs> I, at the time, you know, and, and, and I, because I'm, you know, I've just, pro it was my first introduction to process thought other than like, Wolf. you know, some different things, but like, like I, I was like, man, this is, this is needlessly complicated. I don't <laughs> like it, you know, and, and pro process bothers me. Like, like it's just, and, and so I was just, eh. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I have a decent amount of it kind of in the back of my mind. And so as I was like, coming up with this project and as I'm, I'm kind of drawing as I begin to draw on different sources so like I love womanist thinking I love Emily Towns I love you know different uh, 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 different folks like that and so I know they're going to uh, be a part of the project like Sylvia Winter and, and, mm -hmm. and some different people like that I know I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in and as I'm you know, kind of working through some different things. Uh, something that like kind of came into my mind, this was a couple weeks ago, was, uh, you know, I really need to figure out a way to articulate how and why the demonic uh, is so enmeshed 
horizontally. And then I was like, I was like, damn it, Marjorie Suhaki. Like, like Intersubjectivity. Damn it. Damn it. You know, like, like I, I'm like, I'm like the, the infinity of the horse. Yeah, fine. Like, like, God damn it. Like, you know, like, and, and, and so I was like, I texted my, my best friend, Nick, who's in that class with me. And I was like, I'm going to have to reread Fall to Violence again, aren't I? And he was, he was like, I told you you shouldn't have done this. You should have stayed as a pastor so that you never had to do this again. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I have to reread The Fault of Violence because I, my memory of it is, is that it would definitely help. But yeah, like, like I, don't mean to, I don't mean to babble about this. I just love this stuff. Like, like I had a mom growing up that always saw demons. You know, I, I had like I, I've that stuff has always kind of been there. And, and for me, when I read William Stringfellow for the first time, which if you haven't read him, you should. Um, where, where he just, you know, in, in the middle of working with folks in, you know, trying to be a street lawyer in Harlem in, in the 60s and in, in late 50s and working with folks who, who are like absolutely on a regular basis every second of their lives being systematically victimized by the man, by forces, you know, and that's the way they describe it, by... But it's like, well, who's the enemy? I don't know. Like, I, I you know, I, it's just right. everywhere. And for Stringfellow to see that and be like, St. Paul is right. Right. You know, they're, they're everywhere. They're attacking us. They're, it's there. Like, like, the first time I read that in seminary, I was like, yeah, like, that's, that's the answer, isn't it? Like, that's what's going on. And so, and then like, then Trump happened and I'm like, fuck, that is absolutely the answer. That is absolutely <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> uh-huh. you know? and uh-huh. So it's been cool. It's been one cool. of, one of the things, and I totally invited this babbling, so don't worry about it. Um, one of the things that I find remarkable in, in Fault of Violence is that the exact same chapter where she really gets into the, like the nitty gritty of the, the way intersubjectivity functions to implicate societies and individuals in each other's own sins is also an ecclesiology, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's also exactly how societies and individuals implicate each other in our own healing from sin. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, that I develop her in, in the second chapter of my dissertation, I have a, a literature review on Marjorie Suhaki and Bernard Lee. Um, they're, the two of them and Norman Pittenger are really the only process theologians who write like a, a book on ecclesiology. Hmm. Um, the three of them are, are the process ecclesiologians or ecclesiologists uh, until Timothy Murphy hmm. in 2015 ish. Um, and even then the way he uses process more than is like, this is the process application of. Um, so all that to say, there's a very small conversation going on with process ecclesiology. And I think that the exact same superstructure that Sue Hockey uses to talk about sin and, and those forces is uh, the superstructure that, uh, is used to heal us from those forces mm. and that we participate in for healing. Um, I think that that's also one of the things that Whitehead 
says Monica Coleman brings this up in um, in her book Making a Way Out of No Way that the that Whitehead's observation that um, that everything perishes that time is a perpetual perishing um, is at the same time damning as it is this like opening of the of the awareness that memory is really important and that that collective participation in one another's lives consciously is really important and then that the salvation that god offers is not this like supernatural silver bullet instead it's literally a saving of the world that perishes um the, the the same system in which we can experience so much evil is the same system in which we experience goodness in life so good luck on reading uh fall to violence again it's i think it's a masterful book but i completely understand if that's your first experience of process thought really in a classroom holy cow <laughs> yeah it was big it was a lot uh another thing something that I wanted to say right after you made this comment in, in the first, in the, in the main episode uh, where you, you, you theorized that a lot of open theists were um, Calvinists or Baptists. Like, I think that actually makes a ton of sense. Like I, th I think Greg Boyd was a Baptist, is a Baptist. Huh? He's a Baptist. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure Clark Pinnock was too. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah, this is a theory that I have only floated uh, after a couple glasses of wine at the Center for Process Studies reception every year at AAR. Mm -hmm. And there are a group of us that we always joke that we're going to propose, we're going to find some institutional review board to let us do an ethnography of the people who walk into open and relational theology mm -hmm. sessions at AAR that we're just going to like track. All right, what are you? All right, what are you? All right, you know, and just see what how that lines up. Um, but you know, that's always a few glasses of wine in and the next morning sure. we're not, we're not caring too much about that project anymore. <laughs> I understand. I understand. But I think it's a helpful, um, in teaching, um, both in a, a local congregation setting. Um, you know, like it, if you get to do like intro to theology type things in congregations, um, but also in with students, especially MDiv students. Like that can be a really helpful, that kind of categorization can be a really helpful way for students sure. to, to come at, oh, hey, mm -hmm. these are people too, right? These aren't all mathematical geniuses like Whitehead was. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to derail the conversation that I just walked into. No, let's do the mini-sode. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me.